Hello, this is your host, Adam Buchanan. Welcome to another episode of The Marketing Trust. This is episode 25, and today I'm going to introduce to you a concept called the Omnichannel Micro Project. This is a way to get started in omnichannel marketing, and it's fairly simple, especially if you work in marketing and you're trying to pull other departments together, you're probably viewed as a change agent in your organization. And so today I'm going to walk you through a few ways to get started in that. And before we dive in, I'm going to share with you another B fact on the last episode, episode 24, I shared some uh, beekeeping info. Today, I will do that again because, hey, I'm a beekeeper and I've got two beehives in my backyard and uh, yeah, I've been doing it for quite a few years now and really love it. If we ever meet in person, please let's connect. I generally have honey with me, so tastes awesome. It's tastes so much better than store-bought honey. It's, it's awesome. So to, for today, share with you a little bee fact. So to make one pound of honey, bees have to travel over 55,000 miles and visit over 2 million flowers to get enough nectar to make one pound of honey. It's definitely a collaborative effort, and bees work very, very hard to make just one pound of honey. Now, a hive in one season or one summer will, in most cases, make about 100 to 150 pounds of honey. So they are always working. Most cases, there's about 50 to 60,000 bees working uh, in, in a hive at the peak season. So it's pretty awesome. I'm always fascinated by bees. And actually, that bee fact relates to omni-channel marketing because you know teams have to work together in organizations to really all move forward as one channel, one voice, uh, one brand. And so uh, let's go ahead and dive into omni-channel marketing and how to get started and be a change agent in your organization. To kick things off, 73% of consumers shop on more than one channel. And that can that number is continually increasing. And so while the majority of customers, you know, uh, still have uh, maybe not have shopped multi-channel or wanted to adopt omni-channel shopping per se, uh, brands need to keep this in mind because customers are finding new ways to shop, uh, see, you know, how brands are distributing their messages and marketing teams, you know, generally understand this and and want to push forward, but they've got to work with teams like retail, e-com, email, all these other, all these other teams that exist in organizations. So it's very important that, we recognize there is a demand for omni-channel marketing because consumers are omni-channel shopping. So you can be a change agent, and as we talk about this micro-project and how to get started in this, it will, will help you kind of give a, a roadmap and a strategy on, on how to do this internally. Sometimes selling in omni-channel marketing is a little difficult, and so share with you a couple stats, and I'll, I'll put these in uh, the blog post as well to keep them nice and handy. But a, a few stats that are worth considering as you talk about this with the business, as you share this, brands can expect a 15 to 30% increase in transaction size. So if you're doing omni-channel marketing, if you're proficient in it, you're going to see a, a higher transaction size. And 5 to 10% increase in loyal customers' profitability. So you're not only going to have to spend less in acquisition, but you know, be able to retain customers uh, who keep coming back. 
So be thoughtful of that. And also that really goes down to customer service as well. Customer service is a really important loyalty channel because once people have bought from you and they have an issue or a complaint, you know, retaining them is, is very, very important. So keep that in mind as you think about that. You also see a 30% higher lifetime value than those who shop only using one channel. So businesses that are offering, you know, various channels of marketing, various channels uh, to shop, they're going to see higher lifetime value as well. 25% of consumers have made an online purchase while standing in a retail store. We've seen this uh, many times over the years, call it showrooming. Uh, there's various terms for it, but you know, consumers are, are want to touch and feel things in the store and then they, they buy it online and it may not be from the brand that they're actually standing uh, in the store of. And then 89% of customers are retained by com- companies that have an omni-channel strategy. So again, really goes back to that loyalty, really goes back to, you know, people who are seeing different touch points and maintaining that strong relationship of trust over time are going to stick with the company. So think of some brands that you might you know, know who do omni-channel marketing fairly well. For me, I've been in the outdoor industry a long time, and I'd say one that always comes back to my mind and, and is often referenced is REI. Best example I've seen from REI is they have a catalog that goes out. It matches the message of retail, match, matches the message of social, e-com, email, all the various touch points that you have, even down to the point where if you walk into an REI store, and you're talking to an expert or an associate, they're going to have certain things they talk about that align with that omni-channel message. So RAI really stands out as one of the companies that I've seen that has done a great job. If uh, you have other ones that you really like, you know it's important to really stand back and think about what is it that makes it co- cohesive and consistent. It's something that brands should absolutely be aspiring to. And so can be difficult, can be difficult to wrangle all these teams together. Uh, One experience I had while I was working at Cabela's, we had an omni-channel marketing team and it was very extensive. It was awesome how much work and resources they put into it. And we got to a point where we were really excelling at omni-channel marketing. Uh, Everyone was speaking the same message, timing was in line and it worked very, very well. So I've seen this work together, um, you know, depending on the size of your company, or what you're working on, it's it's important to start with a, a starting point. And so that's what I want to share with you today. First thing is I'm calling this the omni-channel micro project. And so this is something where, you know, when you say omni-channel marketing, in most cases, people are like, whoa, that's that's really complicated. That's really difficult. When you say omni-channel micro project, anything with project or even micro makes it sound like it's achievable, it's temporary, it's a thing that you can do to test and learn. This isn't some massive transformation. Now, your hidden agenda is you do want a massive transformation in your company, and you want to be the leader of that, but you got to break it down in kind of a small way. So by taking this approach, you know the organization can really see some success quickly and then build momentum for larger shifts later and say, yeah, you know, we did this project, we put some resources against it, and, you know, we're able to, to move the needle. So 
you have an opportunity as a, as a professional and a marketer, wherever you sit in the company, to really spearhead this up, build these strong relationships with other folks in the organization. But it's not this massive shift. It's not this massive integration that your company may not be ready for. So the first thing you want to do to, to build an omni-channel micro-project is really presenting that customer's view or the voice of the customer. This is gathering some insights you know, looking at what is something that you can uh, work on and identify as a challenge or an opportunity in the organization. A couple examples here is, you know, when cu- customers are looking at a hang tag on the product, uh, they can't find the information they want. So the information may be on the website, but it's not on the hang tag. So that might be something that you look at fixing and even extrapolating more on in email marketing, uh, e-com, you know, informing sales associates or, or however it may be. When shopping in a store, the return policy at the cashier says that it's a 30-day return policy, but online says it's it's 90 days. So there's some discrepancy there. That might be something where you know you look to just fix. Again, these aren't huge, massive shifts. These are just you know things that you're identifying in the sentiment or NPS or surveys of your customers that are saying, hey, you know, there's there's discrepancy here. There's some friction here. Let's get it fixed. Um, another one is, you know, looking at a recent email and per- promoting a new product line, but on the website, it's talking about a totally different product line or, or a different, uh, brand message. There's inconsistencies in a lot of companies. And so you got to identify what is something that the consumer may be experiencing. What is something that you can just lighten the, the load of, of the consumer a little bit and remove some friction, remove some pain that they, they may have. So think of a few things that, you know, might be some pain points, stuff that has been discussed before, but items that can be really approached from a multi-channel perspective and really, you know, messaged from an omni-channel approach. Again, this is just one kind of smaller project. This isn't something massive where you're going to create a task force and, you know, put all these people against it. You just want to keep it small and hopefully gain some learnings and and move the needle a little bit. Next thing you want to do is you select this project. So if you have a few ideas that you're saying, hey, here's some opportunities that we're kind of missing in Omnichannel, let's let's start to rank what we need to do here. So there's two kind of ways to look at this. So if you imagine a graph, there would be context and deliverability. So Context would be, is this highly contextual or is it low contextual? So how relevant is it to your consumer? So let's say that's on the horizontal axis. So low context is on the left, high context is on the right. Then you want to look at deliverability. So high difficulty and low difficulty. So how, how fast would it take you know, to deliver this? Is this something you could you know, possibly do in three to four weeks or is it going to be three to four months? Even uh, sign-off, you know, is this something that stakeholders can really sign off on in one to two weeks, or is it going to be six months? So try to find something that has a high contextual ranking, but is is fairly low difficulty to, to deliver. Because again, you want something that you can test and learn, approach it quickly, and, and gain some insights here. Now that you've got your... your uh, your project identified. Again, you want something that's fairly easy to approach, but is highly relevant to your consumer. Now you want to look at what is the audience uh, that you're going to focus on for this project. As you've gone through this vetting process of ideas, you've probably already identified, you know, a segmented audience. These are people who haven't, maybe haven't bought from you yet. 
and they're considering buying from you, or they have bought from you and they're more in that loyalty bucket. So think about you know who who is this group of customers? Who are you going to segment? And you know how are you going to you know this ties back to measuring it later to understand you know how effective this was. So if this is a group of customers that have contacted customer service in the last ninety days and and have had issues with the product, if this is you know reviews that are being submitted on the site or on Facebook, and there's confusion around you know, where the retail location is or finding directions on, a, on how to get there. These are the kind of places you want to look to also be able to measure that later on. So you want to, you don't want to just say, oh, we're going to fix all the world's problems and we're going to be amazing at omnichannel marketing and everything's going to be improved. You really want to hone in on what is it? Is it the NPS? Is it decrease in calls coming into the customer service? You know, take a look at what is specifically you want to be moving here. Then you want to offer a solution. So come up with a plan of how we're going to fix this. What's the timeline? What are the resources needed? So if you're trying to increase NPS on your website, think about what is that friction that is in place, you know, that you can remove for the customer journey or experience. Um, what are some things that you need to clarify across multiple channels across the business? And, you know, let's, let's launch it. Let's, let's get it out there in the wild. Then... You want to test and report back. So once you've launched, this is something you can update in. Uh, in episode 24, we talked about a trust accelerator email and social open office hours. So this is opportunities for you to communicate to stakeholders and other people in the business of these projects that you're doing. So if you do a few of these projects, this is great information to share in those uh, messaging vehicles. And you really want to be transparent. I mean, if it didn't work out, that's fine, you know, really talk about why it didn't work and, and what should, should happen, you know, to make it work. The nice thing about a micro project is you don't have to go super involved or highly integrated or, you know, have so many people on this project. It's something that's hyper-focused, the measurement's hyper-focused, and you want to make sure that it's something that can be done in a very, fairly short amount of time. We're talking one to two months. And I get with, you know, website code freezes and, you know, other complications with, with the business, you know, you may have to be very thoughtful of what is that difficulty level that you can actually make a change here. So one place that I've always seen that works fairly well is customer service because customer service is some of the greatest people to work with because they are so close to the customer and they generally have scripts. They generally have, you know, training that they're constantly updating and, you know, working with on their reps. So that might be something, a place to start. And the nice thing about that, as you have exit surveys, NPS, reviews, you know, people going on social and talking about their, their phone call experience with the brand, that is a place that you can really measure and see, okay, we're aligning, we're pushing out this, you know, aligned messaging under this micro project. Let's, let's see how it works. So that is the omni-channel micro-project. Fairly simple. Uh, again, this is not something that you want to overcomplicate or, or uh, you know, make too difficult. You want to be, be able to really test and learn quickly. And as you go through that selection process of high difficulty, low dif difficulty, high relevance, low relevance, you know, you may have a few projects that may not meet that quadrant of high context, low difficulty. Definitely hang on to the other projects. Those are great things that you can do later. And then what will happen is the organization will see, oh, 
we've done a few of these projects. This is really important. We're really squashing a lot of these you know, bugs or friction points with the consumer experience. And we're realizing that we're not as omni-channel focused as we thought we were. And so as you identify this, gather data over time, you will really be able to spearhead this and be that awesome change agent that I know you are because you're awesome and you know what you're doing, you know what you're all about, and you're skilled and talented in this. And so I hope that this simple formula, this simple process just gives you a little bit of insight on you know, how to make omni-channel marketing really stand out in the organization without having to you know, go too crazy or too deep or too highly integrated where... It might not be something that you can touch for 12 months, which is just too slow. It's, it's way too slow, especially with the importance of omni-channel marketing. You've heard all the stats, what the importance is. There's benefits with loyalty. There's benefits with you know, people spending more money with the brand because they're hearing from you in a consistent way across multiple channels. Um, this is uh, highly important, and that's, that's how the people do it who are doing well in business. That's how the REIs of the world are, are doing this. And so you got to start somewhere, and I hope this helped you. Thank you for listening to episode 25. This is Adam Buchanan with the Marketing Trust. Hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me a line at adam at adamcbuchanan.com. I always love hearing from listeners, hearing what you're working on, what challenges you're facing, and looking forward to an awesome new year. It's 2019 now, and it's just, you know, it's a great time to really assess what's happening in your strategy and your business and hitting the refresh a little bit on a few things, really being impactful, but being more focused. So I hope that these episodes are, are helping you. And uh, yeah, please let me know if they are. Love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.